1: Welcome to the Budding Heads Podcast from Rams Talk Radio. I'm Steve Barrow. As always, I'm joined by Johnny Gomez. Johnny, it's the heart of the football offseason, early May. You know, this is when we get to talk about players that weren't good enough to get signed in the first round of free agency, so we're going to talk about how they could get signed in the second round of free agency. You excited?
3: Well, when you put it that way, I you know i i'm more excited than the avengers you know uh i mean well damn steve don't oversell it you know
1: oh man uh great movie by the way if you haven't seen it go see it uh, i'm assuming most people have seen it because it's made like two billion dollars in two weeks so i think it's doing okay um but i think we would both highly recommend this movie but anyways guys um It's May, so our shows are probably going to be a little shorter for the next month or two because there's not a ton of things to talk about in the world of the Rams, but we got some stuff. We got some decent topics. So before we get into it, we do want to give a shout out to everywhere you can get our podcast, and please subscribe and rate wherever you're listening, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Android, Player FM, Google Play, Radio Public, and iebeatradio.com, which, um, to be honest with you guys, I need to get the new dates for when our show airs (laughs) on that website from Derek, because I was listening to Rams talk radio today and the show, the dates are different than what I have. Um, but of course check us out on the clutch feed app. Uh, for their first team based podcast on the website, they've got a great app covering the NBA and the NFL. And of course, check out our other shows on the network Rams talk radio right now. They're about to start the tour on the league. giving you a glimpse at what every off, every fan base is feeling in the off season right now, heading into the season as well as Rams uncensored, uh, Always a fun ride with those guys on their podcast. But today, Johnny, I asked you for topics. You gave me a couple great May topics. The first thing we're going to talk about is I. you mentioned the possible moves the Rams could still make. I thought that it would be impossible because I really didn't think they had any cap space. After they signed their free agents, partially because they traded back so much that their most expensive free agent is going to be, or their most expensive rookie, uh, I'm talking about draft picks here the most expensive rookie is the 61st pick which is not a lot of money so they're still gonna have about five million dollars in cap space here uh, moving forward into the offs or into may still some holes on the roster obviously we didn't really patch up any positions that left through the draft guard center interior defensive tackle um inside linebacker into a le- lesser extent edge rusher some new blood could be used but some of these positions were addressed kind of in the draft but not really by guys that you think you're gonna have a t- chance to start now with this five million dollars johnny who are some players that you think could be fits here for the rams
3: well i mean it's it's not a ton of money so um, that's something to keep in mind and. Um, as you said, the, the draft class, it's really not going to cost the Rams much at all, which actually, now that you mentioned it, uh, I didn't even think about that, but that's absolutely true. It, I mean, that makes kind of the trades a lot more brilliant when you really think about it, but um, that, that's another topic. But <laughs> as far as the uh, – the, back to the question about – who they can go for there's there's still a couple of key guys out there you know guys like um you know Danny Shelton the nose tackle from uh um, New England you know i he's kind of a guy that's uh a little bit up there in age um still still kind of solid uh you know i know the rams went after gains in the in the draft in hopes that he may one day kind of be that true nose tackle that the, uh, that they need. And while I'd be totally okay with gains um, starting or at least, uh, at least, you know, rotating from time to time, I think uh, it wouldn't hurt to have a veteran on, on the defensive line at, at least at nose tackle. And I feel like uh, Shelton shouldn't command a huge amount of money either, especially already you know being at this point in free agency so that's kind of something to consider uh no, another guy that comes to mind is Ryan Groy uh who was actually a center that the Rams did pursue um want to say back in 2016
1: uh, they pursued Ryan Groy oh, i just had this up and i closed out of it um i think it was 2016 i think you got this right oh uh, no 2017 they signed him to a tender he was a restricted free agent the bills ended up matching it um groy was named the starter at the beginning of last year but was benched rather quickly and then re reemerged as a starter later in the season due to injury but uh yeah ryan Groy. they they went after him in that offseason he's a center. Uh, most recently, he played for the Buffalo Bills for four years, um, but I, I think, I'll just jump in here, and, we, and then you could go back to other guys. I think bringing in another center would be pretty wise here, rather than just blindly handing over the keys to Brian Allen with no competition whatsoever. I mean, if Allen's the guy you think he is, he's going to beat Ryan Gray out for the starting job. I, I don't think it'd be much of a challenge if Allen has developed like they hope he has, and... Like they'd hope to get out of the starting center. And if Allen's not there, then yeah. You got a guy who won't cost that much money that could compete for the job. And he might end up being the best guy on the roster. So I think it would be a really – he's a guy you definitely look at. Danny Shelton, out of all the guys we can get right now, he seems like it would be the best fit. Partly because, you know, you mentioned Greg Gaines slating him as a starter now. It's just a risky move because we haven't seen him play at all. I'm sure we'll get some Brockers at nose tackle and some John Frank and Myers filling in on the end uh, for those guys. But just getting in another body, a talented body that has proven they could play at an NFL level, at, at um, you know, as a decent quality player, I think Danny Shelton would be would be a great fit for us. And if we were to use this money on another free agent that would cost more than the minimum, I I'd love it for for it to be him. He'd be my pick.
3: Yeah, and just to kind of touch on what you were saying about uh, Groy, um, I you know even if the the Rams weren't confident in starting Groy at at center, I think he would be a solid backup. You know, if they have that much faith in Brian Allen, because when you really think about it, the the Rams basically their only backup. You know, considering if they roll with Brian Allen, would be Austin Blythe that would literally be their only backup.
1: Yeah,
3: and they have and, to
1: slate somebody into his spot if he were to take over at center.
3: So that's why, for me, Ryan Groy kind of makes the most sense. Even if you don't have a lot of confidence in him as a starter, at least he would be a decent backup. Um, and, and again, you know, I wouldn't oppose Brian Allen starting if they have that much faith in him. And seems like they really do if they didn't, you know, pursue a guy you know, in the first with the first couple picks. So, um, yeah, for me, I I would kind of prefer Ryan Groy. It wouldn't be the sexiest signing, admittedly. I, I mean, I think everyone would be looking for a guy like Jamie Collins, who admittedly I would love to bring in Jamie Collins. But realistically speaking, I don't know if we have enough money to sign him. I know he, he's, still a, he's still a free agent at this point, but consider this. Nick Dominick Sue is still out there who is definitely going to get paid more than $5 million. So that's something to consider also. But yeah, Jamie Collins, it, it would be nice, but the Rams would certainly have to make some type of move in order to free up some cap space, I think, to bring in a guy like Collins, even if it is a one-year deal.
1: Well, I... Collins is he's obviously a good player um you know he's declined a little bit here over the past two years but I personally I'd rather because we have such a limited amount of cap space even if Collins is better than Shelton or Groy, I think I'd rather sign one of those guys because our, our three outside linebackers right now you got Dante Fowler Clay Matthews and Samson Ibukam not obviously it's not that good but like at least you have three players that you know you know what you're going to get out of those three guys I think. Uh, Fowler I think has the higher has a, he he might fluctuate the most out of three. I think his ceiling is pretty high and hopefully he could reach the potential that we hoped he'd reach when we traded for him and he he has occasionally. But I think you have three NFL caliber guys at those positions. I mean, Clay Matthews is not what he used to be, but he can go Cam, if he's the third guy in your rotation maybe filling in or splitting time with clay matthews it's a lot better than if he's just the guy out there by himself and then fowler i think we're fine with fowler whereas um i know they have faith in brian allen they clearly do because they haven't addressed this position at all and straight up cut john sullivan who um you know looking at the cap situation we could have just had him for five million i think uh, i wouldn't be talking about this right now but they clearly like Allen. I think it'd be better to bring in another guy just to, you know, A, like you mentioned, have some depth and, like I mentioned, a little competition. But to me, Groy or Shelton, they're clearly worse than Jamie Collins. I think you'd just rather have the depth at those positions because you're less competent in the guys that we have. Now, obviously, defensive tackle is a different animal because we have Aaron Donald, Mike, and like i Brockers, but it's thin behind those two. And uh, getting a, a pure nose tackle on there would be beneficial, but I, like you mentioned, Sue, in a perfect world, he just signs with us for five million dollars. I don't think it's gonna happen, but him still being out there gives it a slim, slim chance. Uh, it's probably like a two percent chance, but it's a chance. I don't know, but I if look if we got Jamie Collins, I'd be happy about it. But I I just think we that money would be rather spent on line, whether it's offense or defense, or if it's not those positions, maybe get a linebacker. Zach Brown, who just got signed for very cheap, would have been fantastic, but obviously that's it's not an option anymore.
3: Yeah, I mean just to kind of touch on that a little bit more <laughs> I I think um I think our worst fears are gonna happen with Sue. I, I have a feeling that Sue's gonna end up uh with the Seattle Seahawks, yeah, oh they, uh, I mean, keep in mind, it's now a need for them uh, now that they've traded Clark away. Um, I know he's more of an end, but you um, basically with Sue, you, you he can, he could play more nose tackle, but I think that's kind of an area of need for them too. I, my point in with Clark is basically it freed up a little bit of money, so. Uh, I think this is the time for them to swoop in and uh, pick him up. And I kind of hope that doesn't happen just because, uh, yeah, he might want to do some redemption there. But uh, he's hoping that uh, he signs elsewhere, not within our division, so we don't have to pay him, uh, play him twice a year.
1: Yeah, that would be ideal. Uh, if <laughs> if he was not in our, our division, I would definitely enjoy that. But, uh, it's it's kind of wild that he he hasn't signed with the team yet, and um, I, I wish we had the money to bring him back. I'd love him back, but barring some some other moves that would happen, there a lot would have to happen to get the money cleared for Sue. And I think, quite frankly, he's unsigned at this point. He's probably well. I, I don't think he'd want to come back. I think he'd just be a little insulted if we rolled around this late and we're like, "Here's seven million dollars. Would you like to come back to the team on a one year deal?" I I just really really cannot uh imagine that happening. If you had to say right now, do you think they spend this money on a guy and who would it be?
3: I think they will. I I think um I think it'll take a uh, maybe about another couple weeks before they do it. Um but I I think that they will end up signing somebody and if I had to pick, I would say probably Groy just because um, I don't think it's going to cost much to bring him in. And there's clearly a depth need. I know that um, we brought in some undrafted free agents, which we'll get to a little bit later, but um, that's that's kind of a stretch uh, to have an undrafted free agent as your backup uh, I mean, it's not unheard of, I guess, but uh, when you have a capable, you know, backup in, in Groy, I, I would think you would go that route, especially because, again, I, I highly doubt he'd cost more than, you know, $4 million. I, I would think the maximum for this guy would be around 2 to $3 million. Yeah, uh, I don't even need to say anything more, man.
1: I, I completely agree. I think Groy's the guy, and I think you get him on a, on a decent deal. And if he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, so be it. He, you got some depth, and he might be called upon in later in the year. Uh, looking at the list of guys that are still available, you're not interested in Manti Teo? Uh,
3: I, I think I'm good there. Nick Perry? You know, I kind of uh, – I know this kind of sounds funny, but I, I would kind of want to go out, uh, go um, sign, sign Perry, but uh, – yeah, I don't. I don't think the Rams could afford him.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I don't think he's commanding that much money.
3: What What about Shane Ray?
1: He's out there. I think he he'd um he he'd be interesting. And if they're gonna bring in an edge rusher, I think I think that they could afford him. Uh, I don't know if they would bring him in, but just a guy that's out there. Just throwing out some names. Will Hayes is out there. That's who I want now. Actually, I'm changing my mind. <laughs>
3: Will Hayes. Wow, Will. that brings back memories. <laughs>
1: uh, I I'm pretty sure he's he had a, he had a pretty bad injury last year, right? Or I believe he did. Yeah. Tore his ACL in week 3. Um yeah, I'd love to have him back. He's 34 years old. His career is probably over, but well, look, man, what As far as like not super great Rams go just like players around the edges one of my all-time favorites that guy was amazing love to have him back
3: I would just like to have a philosophical conversation with him about how dinosaurs don't exist and mermaids do (laughs) he's the best I love him all right
1: well let's hope they go get somebody with this money uh, even if it is just Will Hayes but they well, you got $5 million. You got to throw it at somebody. But before we move on to Undrafted Free Agents, guys, we got to talk about our sponsor, Jim Hawk, and his book, Hollywood's Team, Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. Guys, I know most of us are practically addicted to anything Rams. If you want to learn more about the team's history with a bit of a personal touch, you got to check out Jim's book. It tells the story of the 1950s Rams through lens Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. It's a son's story of his father and the team he played for in the era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. You're going to learn about players like Norm Van Brocklin, Crazy Legs, Tom Beers, Les Richter, and this story spanning the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. And Los Angeles Rams is in both the Rams and the city they played in you're going to learn a lot about la in the 50s uh with this book which you can find online at hollywoodsteam.com you can find it on twitter at hollywoodsteam and it is available in both hardback and electronic form at amazon and barnes and nobles and various other booksellers on the internet and the paperback is coming in september guys every penny made from this book is donated to charity it is a non it's a great cause uh, you can um honestly you know i i'm reading this right now johnny's already read it it's just a great story for any Rams fan out there to learn more about this team's history in the air the first couple years really it was in la and it's also just a great story about a, the person's father the legacy he left behind again guys you won't regret checking it out hollywood's team grit glamour in the 1950s los angeles Rams by jim hawk it is well worth your time all right um johnny the ram signed 14 undrafted free agents I'll just run through their names here, and then I'll let you talk about anyone that piqued your interest. Wide receiver Alex Bachman from Wake Forest. Tight end Kendall Blanton from Missouri. Guard Chandler Brewer from Middle Tennessee. Tight end Romello Brooker from Houston, who you could hear on this week's episode of Rams Talk Radio. If you haven't checked that out, it was an awesome interview with Romello. Tight end Keenan Brown from Texas State. Running back Matthew Colburn from Wake Forest. Defensive tackle Marquise Copeland from Cincinnati. Linebacker Land- Landis Durham from Texas A&M, guard Brandon Hittner from Villanova, center uh, – I'm not even going to try and pronounce this guy's name from Youngstown State. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, do, you know who I'm talking about? Can you pronounce his name?
3: I'm just going to – I'm going to try and wing it here uh, just so that the listeners have an idea of what you're talking about. Well, I can tell you his first name is uh, is Vetus, I think. V- Vetus, maybe. Um, and his last name is Hirenquist. Hyren- <laughs> oh, man. I, I've, I don't
1: <laughs> I've got a friend with a, a similar last name, only it has two less vowels in it. This one has three, and it's 11 letters. Uh, my buddy's got one, so I... It's like I, – I I'm not even going to try. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. <laughs> the center out of Youngstown State, Vitas H, uh, continuing linebacker – I hope that do makes his team now. <laughs> linebacker Natrez Patrick. Uh, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right either, but a little easier. Linebacker, that guy's out of Georgia. Linebacker Troy Reeder out of Delaware. Defensive tackle Tyrell Thompson out of Tarleton State. And <laughs> – wide receiver Nazimba webster out of eastern washington uh now now we say you're joking but the odds are like probably two to four out of these guys will make the team and the rams have been known to produce every team really has some good undrafted free agents this sport more than anything in particular undrafted free agents are more common to come in and produce do you see anyone with the potential to kind of come in here and and be a player for us
3: uh, there's actually quite a few. Um, there's even a few players that I think would actually make an impact if there was, like – because, like, even some of the receivers on here I feel like would be um, some interesting guys to look out for. I just don't think there's really a place for him here. Like uh, like Nasimbo Webster from Eastern Washington, I think he's a talented dude. Uh, you know, I, I I'm just – Baffled why the Rams would even bother with receivers at this point. I know more competition and everything, but I think we're pretty set. Um, well, you, you got to
1: have camp bodies. um I i agree yeah, with you that we're pretty true. set, but also, like, we cl- can't let our blind love for Kadaral Hodge mean that he's a lock to make the team. Like, you got Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, uh, Josh Reynolds, Robert Woods. Those guys are all locks. Jojo Natson um he he's also listed as receiver but he's not really going to play offense so i'd say those five are locks and then you got not including these guys mike thomas kadero hodge they're the front runners to make the team one or both of them but they're far from locks and they they signed austin parole too um who will be just as much in the mix as these undrafted free agents are but so there is opportunity to make the team if somebody really shines i mean we predicted mike thomas in our 53-man roster picks wouldn't make the team and death taxes and Mike Thomas being on the Rams at this point. Uh, but uh, c- continue with, with your guys. Well, first of all, Kaderil Hodge is goat.
2: <laughs> I think guy. he'll make
1: the team. I just, We gotta say, he's definitely not a
3: lock. What are you talking about? He's the future starter of the Los <laughs> Angeles Rams. Oh, man. You know, what? Uh, joking aside, I, I really do like Darryl Hodge. I, I hope that he continues to, to shine, especially in the preseason, because that's really why he made the roster last season and why, you know, Steve and I do uh, like him as a player. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, uh, <laughs> just because you're a preseason warrior doesn't necessarily mean you stay on the roster. No, and so it
1: means something, though. You'll have those highlights for the rest of your life.
3: This is true. This is true. All right, well, back to this. Uh, another guy that really stuck out for me is uh Natrez Patrick. Um, actually believe it or not, I don't know if you know too much about this guy, Steve, but um he's actually very similar to uh to a Dakota Allen in ah, regards okay. to Yeah, sa- basically a similar story, maybe not as serious because his uh his issues was that he was um, he was actually uh, um, put on probation. And uh, I think at one point, don't quote me on this, but I think at one point he was actually off the team because they had to stage an intervention for him for substance abuse. So yeah. um, it is kind of a, of a redemption story for him. And uh, from what I've seen in interviews and stuff like that, this is a guy that seems like he's really – serious and dedicated to, you know, turning his life around. And, you know, these are the kinds of guys that, you know, we tend to root for. So uh, I'm hoping that we we have something like that in Patrick because um, a little bit about him, he was like one of a blue-chip uh, blue guy, especially going to a school like Georgia. It's not easy to, to get recruited at Georgia, so that's something to keep in mind. And, you know, his production when he was before – uh, before he was going through all these uh serious um interventions he was he was producing really well and then um, he came back this past season and did fairly well too so I'm hoping that this is his chance to redeem himself and reclaim you know what could have been a decent career had he you know stayed clean. The kind of good thing that's going for for Patrick in this case is he's on a Rams team that is in desperate need for inside linebackers. So I'm hoping that he he shows something during mini camps during uh, the preseason that kind of gets enough looks for him to actually stay on the roster or at least the practice squad because uh I from from the limited film that's on the that guy, he he looks pretty solid, you know. So yep. uh I I am hoping for him. It
1: is a week And I I am Emphasizing this because I cannot believe how weak It is it is a weak Inside linebacker core on this Team I mean, is Corey Littleton And Micah Kaiser are slated as the starters Right now Littleton uh, He's ideally your second best linebacker If you get two inside linebackers but I like him a lot uh, And he's I'm fine With him as our best it could be worse Uh, Kaiser We'll see barely played last year Slated as a two guy I think they Are planning on using a lot of like uh, Taylor, Rap, Marquis, Christian type uh, Rover guys in there to kind of fill the void for Mark Barron, but we'll see, man. This is it. It's wide open. If I'm sure they're confident as Kaiser is in in being the second guy, but really, like if someone like Allen, as as I mentioned last week, or um, Patrick, as you're mentioning this week, they could break out and earn minutes at this position. It's not unrealistic because it's so so thin. And so we'll we'll see. It'll be interesting to watch those guys. Uh, the Rams invested a lot in uh, tight ends in the undrafted free agents, and they did grab a, a couple linemen, particularly two different centers. Uh, we mentioned our boy out of youngtown State, who we cannot pronounce his name. Um, sorry, just linemen in general. We only signed him as the one center. I was interested in Chandler Brewer out of middle tennessee state who started 50 games in his four years at middle tennessee and only allowed two sacks in 450 pass attempts which uh as i'm reading this off the rams website that was a big stat that stood out to me keenan brown at a a tight end of texas state at a position where you know they're gonna be looking for a third guy we mentioned guys that aren't locks johnny munt as a third tight end is far from a lock uh keenan brown was a selected as an all-american by pro football focus last year playing for texas state caught 51 balls for 577 yards and five touchdowns uh those are two names guys that uh, just you know based on what they did in college definitely have a chance to make this team uh and could push for playing time i, I don't think it's realistic to see much of either of them the rookie years but they could be on the team and the simba webster you mentioned i think he's got a great shot at making this team man we've had success with Eastern Washington receivers in the past with our boy Cooper cup. Um, it's, you know, I, something's got to give with Mike Thomas eventually making this roster every year. You know, maybe they just really, really value his special teams abilities, but, uh, I don't know. I, it'd be, it wouldn't shock me if they didn't run it back with that same exact core. And one of Kaderil Hodge or Mike Thomas was not on the team. So, uh, those are the guys that still got stood up to me, man. It's, this group of interesting guys that they signed
3: uh I'll, I'll throw in one more and uh i know i know we got to get to other topics but so i'll, I'll kind of <laughs> speed this up it's may dude we don't have that much to talk about you know what we nothing
1: nothing on our list is
3: pressing what are you talking about one <laughs> of one of these topics could be about sean Mannion. you know what what he's doing this offseason oh boy. you know with the minnesota vikings <laughs> 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 okay. All, all joking aside. So uh, the last guy I want to talk about is actually a guy that um, that you said uh, Derek's going to be interviewing in uh, Romello. It was Romello Brooker, right? He
1: is. He has been interviewed. He's on um, – should be the episode before this on our Ramstock feed.
3: Oh, there you have it. All right. So I actually have a good feeling on Romello Brooker. Just a little backstory. He is from Houston, and this is a guy that um, – He's very consistent in uh, the red zone. This was the go-to guy in the red zone, and that's something that you ideally want in your tight end. So um, very good speed. You know, this is a, a, um, a guy not – he's okay at, at blocking. He's not, he's not terrible, but he isn't the best. But uh, overall, I, I like uh, Brooker a lot, and I'm, I'm looking to see if he might um, – you know, grab the third spot on the roster if, uh, you know, maybe replace Johnny Munt if, uh, if it comes down to that. But yeah, uh, Ramello Brooker, I, I think, is one to look out for. I think he'll be fun, especially uh, in the preseason.
1: Yeah, we'll see. You got to love your preseason Warriors. Uh, they were a lot of fun. Uh, when we were on Hard Knocks, we all fell in love with Eric Cush, who did not make the team, sadly. But that was his name, right? Eric Cush oh yeah yeah the tank top man uh all right well let's get to these other riveting topics that uh, you mentioned we got to push through for the rams re bryce hager thoughts
3: yeah why not i mean <laughs> we uh we can certainly use the depth but you know hager I, I i will say this about hager on special teams he he did fairly well so there's that
1: yeah i mean the the guy he's He's made a career on this team. This is uh this'll be his fifth year with the Rams if he makes a team and I mean he's had a total of doing the math now. Uh thirty four total tackles, but has appeared in every game that he's been on the team. So I mean, one of the last Saint Louis guys left here. Uh he he's been a valuable piece on special teams. Probably will make the team again this year, unless somebody really steps up, but sure. No mind having him around. Hey, I are you bummed that they cut Daryl Williams?
3: I can honestly say uh yeah, I'm I'm super not bummed about that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Alright, so about Darrell Williams, if you think of a guy with so much potential and then when he actually gets on the field, a guy with so much frustration that puts in your mind uh yeah that that's that's Daryl Williams in a nutshell yeah he, it wasn't fun when he was on the field I'm just gonna leave it at that
1: yeah um been here for a while so I, I clearly we're we're not we're not missing him um all right let's we got one last topic and I mean, this is a doozy Clay Matthews is not thrilled that um. The Packers have already given away his number to Rashawn Gray, uh, the rookie they drafted, got that number 52. He responded to the tweet of the picture with um, three line faces and said, the body's not even cold yet, LOL. Uh, not that this is important, but this is a great, phenomenal off-season podcast topic. How do you feel about play, like teams giving away players' numbers like that? I, I don't know if Clay Matthews is going to get his numbers retired. But he's in the. I'm sure he's in the conversation a little bit, and that was pretty quick.
3: I mean, it's it's hard to say because yes, Clay Matthews. As much as we're rooting for this guy to be a great player on on the Rams, he'll always be a Packer. If if he, even if he has like the most memorable year of his career. He, he could have the best year of his career with the Rams this year, which won't happen, but let's just say for for shits and giggles that he does, um, he still would be a Packer to everyone if he if he retires within the next two years. So, you know, that's why, like, it, it's hard to say because you, you have this guy that will always be known as a Packer and he just left and then they give it to a rookie who's kind of unproven. I can kind of see why he's a little upset, but at the same time, I'm just going to say this. Humble yourself, man. Humble yourself. (laughs) No, seriously, like, I mean, it's not like this is a guy that's already retired. It's not like this guy is going (sighs) to – actually, I don't know. Do you think that – Matthews will be a Hall of Famer because, like, that one's a toughie for me.
1: Uh, You know, we're planning on doing a podcast about what players will be in the Hall of Fame that are active. But to me, if he gets in, it's going to take a while. I I personally would lean no right now, but I got to really dig into it before we do that podcast. But, I mean, he's one of the best Packers ever.
3: Hashtag foreshadow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how we do it
3: yeah but um yeah i, I can i could say that it, he kind of made a uh, a big thing out of it i think for the most part he was joking but uh i i, I think it it's kind of ridiculous for a player that especially an active player to expect a team to kind of reserve that number he's not retired and he's not in the Hall of Fame or anything. So, yeah. I I, I think it's kind of an overreaction a bit.
1: Yeah, probably is. Uh, This bothers me more in other sports. And with... I don't know, like, the NFL, there's so many guys, and you can't retire that many jerseys, that it's hard to fuss over it too much. I I mean, looking at the Rams, I think five or six... What did I just count? They... Since Tory Holt left the team, six players have worn 81. Uh, two players have worn 39 since Steven Jackson left the team. So, I mean, it's not like you, know, you don't ha- you don't have these lumbers lying around forever that you can save them for players. Uh, five players have worn 13 since Kurt Warner left. So you can't retire everybody. There's, there's a very, very limited amount of jerseys you can retire because you have to have so many guys in the team. Uh, if this had, like, the one case of this I can remember that kind of – a player complaining was super justified about was I remember when Dwight Howard got traded and Dwight Howard for all his flaws, for all his faults, he's one of like the three or four best players to ever play for the magic. You could argue he's the best player they've ever had. Uh, Not like straight up talent, but uh, accomplishments as a member of the magic. I mean, Shaq was obviously better, but Shaq was only there for four years. Dwight was there for eight Went to the same amount of finals, probably went to the playoffs more. And they gave his number to Tobias Harris literally the next season. Uh, a guy who, until the Sixers win a playoff game, I will refer to as Tobias, two from 13 from three Harris. Not happy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, guys like that in a sport where less jerseys get retired. For the Magic, uh, they have one they, – they don't have any numbers retired. Their only number is six retired. Can you guess who wore number six? You're never going to guess it. Oh. It's retired for the 6 men. It's the oh, only okay. <laughs> number for the Orlando Magic retiring. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, when they retire a number, it's, pro- as ridiculous as it sounds, it's probably going to be Dwight. Uh, he's the most logical, but they just gave it away. In the NFL, though, I, I could get mad. Matt. The Matthews, I think the tweet was like half a joke, half serious. Uh, you know, the- he put the LOL on it. He can't be that serious. But it's just you got to be real, real, real legendary with your franchise to do things like that. And Clay's close, but I feel like he's not going to get his number retired. Uh, Just because you look at the Packers, can you guess how many... I looked at this the other day, I'm going to pull it up, but can you guess what players have had their numbers retired by the Packers in the modern era?
3: Well, there has to be Brett Favre, I'm imagining. Yep. Um. After that, I'm not entirely sure. The only other number they retired six
1: numbers. Four of them were, uh, basically guys from, you know, the Bart Star era, including Bart, Brett Favre and Reggie White, and that's it. So
3: I don't know Reggie White. God yeah. damn it! I'm I'm actually pissed off at myself for not knowing Reggie White.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can make the you can't really make the case that. Um that Clay Matthews had a better career with the Packers than Reggie White did. It was longer, but like Reggie White is one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Clay's yep. not. Um, so it's it's an uphill battle for him just because of how exclusive their club is. I mean, I don't even think Rodgers is a lock. He's probably gonna get his number retired, but I don't I wouldn't say he's a stone cold lock. So uphill battle for Clay. But look, man, it's May. That's the kind of topics we want to talk about. That's what I'm interested in right now. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, you got any parting thoughts here? I think we can kind of wrap up the show there.
3: Um, Just be on the lookout for funny social media posts from, uh, you know, the Rams. Maybe even go follow Will Hayes. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some interesting – posts from them there will hayes is the
1: best man if you're late to the party on will hayes just just look him up on youtube he is the best uh truthfully one of my favorite rams ever um, and if you have off-season topics you'd like us to discuss any questions for us that you want us to answer please come seek us out on social media you can find me at super bear on twitter johnny at johnny five not six you can find Rams talk on twitter at talk rams uh, you can find Rams Talk on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rams Talk, and don't forget to join the Rams Talk room over there. And like I said, if you got any questions, concerns, topics for us to talk about, it, let us know. Leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and, of course, don't forget you can get our podcast wherever you're getting your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, everywhere, guys, you know the drill. For Johnny Gomez, Steve Barrow we'll talk to you next week.
2: Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. DC police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department.
4: Recently, Total Wireless helped Charlie Michelle stage a virtual dance recital for her friends and family. This event was super meaningful to them. Because when you move to Total Wireless, you can get amazing devices on nationwide 5G. And with unlimited plans starting at $25 a month, you could save up to $1,200 a year. Thank you, Total Wireless, for
2: helping me pull this off.
4: Total Wireless. Do amazing. Compatible 5G device required. 5G network in limited areas. Month equals 30 days. Savings claim made when compared to four-line postpaid plans of leading carriers 10-2020. See terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?